Hey everybody, this is uh, this is Paul. This is John. And Kate. Uh, and we're, we're here. We have, we have, guys, I'm serious. We have the most <laughs> amateur beginning to a podcast ever. Hey everybody. Uh, <laughs> so uh, for um, any new listeners and our old listeners, uh, it is a uh, Mad Men hiatus. They're between seasons. And so we thought that we would go back and recap season one, two, and the part of three that we missed. Because we only started halfway through three. Like a bunch of poorly thought of... Anyway, uh, so we're going to start right up. We've got uh, Smoke in Your Eyes, Ladies Room, and Marriage of Figaro. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, John. Take it, John. Run with it, buddy. <laughs> Give me something. What did you fall asleep right. already? We can edit that, right? Good show. Um, it's a good show. I'm sorry. Yeah, let's let, let's. Uh, why don't you jump? Why don't you jump? Smoke in your eyes. First episode, kind of a pilot, really. Uh, uh, it was. I, I when I put this in the DVD player, it just. I thought that Don, especially Don and and Joan, looked so much younger than they do at the end of season three. Maybe not younger, but just so much more energized, less tired. I thought there was just a stark difference between Don Draper episode one, season one, and the end of last year. I got to say, watching the episode, the, I mean, I mean, and this is something that's totally obvious, is that the first episode of any um, show, the characters are still finding their, finding their way. Absolutely. Um, so I felt like Don, you know, looking back on it after, after the, the rest of the uh, episodes, Don is much different. He's much less put together Starting. in a way right you know what i mean well, right he doesn't he doesn't he hasn't found himself like the um the, there's a scene in that first episode where he's meeting with a research uh person mm -hmm. this german woman who the show decided not to keep on um, <laughs> yeah, for good reason weird that's weird shocking, shocking. she but, was lovely uh, i don't know if, if you remember that but the the way he interacts with her is very different from how he would interact with her now he was, very, he was very smiley. He was, um, he was a, a little passive-aggressive. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's not him at all. He's also, he's also more one of the boys in these, in these episodes. Like, he very much uh, lets the guys goof around. Well, he's not as, you know, he's not upper, upper, upper senior level management as he is, like, you know, in season three. He's still, I don't want to say he's still one of the boys, but, you know. And he hasn't started having flashbacks yet. No, not yet. But you know, he does. He does look at the purple heart, and he does. You know, they do show the Donald Draper on there, right? I mean, it certainly starts to build from this very first episode, which is, I mean, you got to hand it to the creators. Like they really had, they really laid a good a good base for the season to build off of, or the the series to build off of. Well, and it's great because you get to uh, you know moving away from Don, you get to grow with Peggy from the absolute beginning. You know, yeah. she's fr fresh out of secretarial school. You, we get to meet her on day one, um, and it's it's a you know you get to start with her on on ground zero on a rough day. Yeah, because it's an office, and I I mean you know I know there's probably kids listening. Office of dicks, and that's really that's how they make it out. Like they really they really drive home the fact that it is. I mean she she's a little she's a little tiny delicious fish. In a, in a shark tank. 
They do that for like a good two episodes, yeah, three they do. episodes what, solid. You know what's crazy? They make that point. She gets it from the women as well, like both Joan and then the um, the, the girls on the switchboard. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, you might want to show those legs off. Wouldn't hurt. Wouldn't hurt, John. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think everyone's, I, I still to this day, my favorite, uh, my favorite, uh, I don't know what would you say like like little saying when Don a one liner kind of thing. Well, it was a few liners when Don just takes Pete's pants down right before they go into the meeting. And, and right before that, we get to, we get introduced to Pete and what a creep he is, right? Like right from the start, he's a creep. Oh, he like yeah. He takes right. down he takes Peggy down a few notches. No, she's she's got no notches. It's day one. Hey, well, you can, John, you kind of let them know where they stand. Maybe you don't do that. I, I know in my job, yeah, I don't do that either. But, got it. I mean, you're, you're doing them a service. In Pete's mind. <laughs> no, but then the right after right after that, I agree. I thought that was fantastic when when Don says, you know, you're gonna die alone in that corner office because no one will like you with a little bit of hair. Yeah, and yeah. women will go home with you out of pity because uh... no one will like you. Ouch! That was wonderful. I. I found myself. Don't you uh, wish you could like, say that say to that? someone? Like, yes. The right time would come up, you know. Just drill somebody like that. Oh, it'd be so great. So many people deserve it, don't they? Kate? Well, I'd be saying that shit all day. <laughs> so, sorry. Okay, we just folks. you would just put that on repeat. Sorry. That's no, okay. Okay, it's understandable. I, can I just say something? Why do they always have Pete in blue suits? I think to Is reaffirm there... that he's kind of a douche. <laughs> mm, yeah, I think I you just—you offended everyone in our audience that wears blue. Oh, I'm sorry for all the so blue strange. suit wearers out there. Nobody wears navy suits, maybe, but his are like his are weird. They're 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 a bit strange. They are. They're he's a bit like strange. the only one that they ever put him, you know, blue suit on. Yeah, it's strange. It's anyway, his, it's his calling card. Maybe it just brings out his eyes. That's how you know it's Pete. Well, uh, and the fact that he's probably trying to touch you <laughs> inappropriately. Oh yeah. I thought it was very uh, interesting and appropriate that the, the first woman we meet in, in Don's life is uh, the mistress in in the city. Uh, do you even in the village. In the village. Yeah. What's her name? I don't know her name. But uh, let me just say something here. And I don't know if this is in the first two episodes or the first one. Because people, we watched all three. So I can't keep them all separate. I got um, it. But does she, keep, does she seem to come across as a little hoary? Yes. Oh, I don't know. She wears wigs. I see. I kind of like this one the best of all his mistresses. You like her the best? I do. Why is that? Because she has, like, some personality. She's independent. Like, she's not needy, you know. Don, if anyone, comes off being the needy one. He does. Absolutely. But that's those are always the type of ladies that he goes for. Not always. Not always. Who, who has been needy? Well, the school teacher was a little needy. No, the school teacher was not needy. I take that back. I think I said that about the school teacher, and I take that back. I don't know. I guess what I like about this woman is, like, I don't know. She could take him or leave him, you know? It was just kind of single, well, single she, gal living she, her life. She had a few other people, because there's a scene where uh, she gets a TV, and he's like, hey, where'd you get the TV? And, uh, is this in the first? No, that's not in the first episode, the though. second one. Oh, come on. Well, we'll save that for a minute. Uh, so the big things that happened in this first episode, just to keep it moving. Is we meet the men? Is it Mendels? Menken. Menken. The Menken woman, which is um, which is Don's. I'm, I'm nearly an idiot. Uh, 
Don's first, uh, well, no, second conquest on the show. Uh, later, they get into it. They do. Uh, and uh, then we also, this is also where we learn that Pete, Pete gets married here right at the beginning of the season. And I think in true to form, true to Pete Campbell, rapey Pete Campbell form, uh, he gets a little too handsy with the ladies, John. Well, he does. The, the boys take him out for a uh, a peep show of sorts for his bachelor party. And, uh... <laughs> if only, you know, if only those places were were as classy as they were back in I the think, day. I think they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I I think the. I mean, and having never been to one, I can't honestly say. Are you just saying that because we're recording this, Kate? That you've never been to one? <laughs> no. Awkward. Uh, but somehow, you know, the. Uh, the, the boys get some ladies to come over from somewhere else uh, to hang out with them. And, uh, and yeah, he gets way too grabby. It's in his nature, John. He can't help it. No, no. No, he can't. He's sex addicted. Uh, He's addicted like to sex. Know, he has a sex like, addiction. Because he, he was, like Don said, he was maligning Peggy for no reason all through the beginning part of the episode. For no reason. And then he you know, starts getting on, on this girl. Uh, he's a creep. He's a creep. He is a creepy dude. And I think um, here, at, well, near the end of the episode. And by the way, Kate and I were just talking about this before the show uh, kicked off. This episode is it's just amazingly long. Like it's, ah, There's just a lot in it. Like you really feel yeah. like you've been on a journey. Absolutely. You have well, been you know, through his day. Well, And I, I love it because we also get to see, um, you know, everything that makes Don... <clears throat> gives him his reputation with the whole lucky strike thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they get in that meeting. He's got nothing. He, he was interviewing the, the, the guy at the restaurant to start off the show. He asks his mistress about it. Um, you know, Roger's giving him a hard time saying you better have something. And uh, he's got nothing. Mm-hmm. And pulls a fantastic line out of his, out of the air. Out of his caboose, as they say. It did, no, it does make a lot of sense, and this is something that the show, and you feel it in these first episodes a lot. The show has lost um, as the seasons have, have gone on, and that's its really uh, clever advertising campaign stories. Well, it's gotten too personal. Yeah. Like, you know. And they can't tie it back. After work life. Yeah. Personal. That's way too hard to tie back to a but, campaign. But, you know, now that they're, you know, starting their own thing in the fourth season, maybe we'll see a little bit more of that, I'm hoping. Me too. Me too. Um, this I will never understand, by the way. Uh, one of the things that happens in the last four or five minutes of the episode, uh, drunken, rapey Pete Campbell... Uh, somehow finds his way to Brooklyn (laughs) and finds Peggy's house. Here's the thing, everybody. Kate and I uh, actually live in Brooklyn. Really small. Brooklyn. Really (laughs) easy to find people, too. Uh, (laughs) The hell. Was was she already on the call list at the office? It it was a little ridiculous that he somehow ended up at her door. Of course, um, there were many nights that I just randomly uh, got drunk and ended up at Kate's door. She always turned me away. Really? She's a good person. All right. Uh, <laughs> so Ray P.P. Campbell shows up. They just met that day. He's like, hey, uh, I just really wanted to see you tonight. And he offended her I'm, on top of that. 
I'm visibly drunk and rapey. Can I come in? What would your sure. answer have been, Kate? Uh, yeah, I don't right. know. I probably would have just made my roommate smack him. Made your roommate smack him? Yeah, because her roommate answers the door. Yeah. She looks like a... Good time... Fun, fun time Sally? <laughs> like no. a rooster blocker if yeah. I ever saw one. Ha <laughs> 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 uh, They are probably, you know, saying they're... Bedtime prayers and yeah. Ravy Pete Campbell. Ravy Pete Campbell shows up and you're like, <laughs> let's throw morality to the oh, wind and man. just sleep with him. Maybe her prayer was answered. <laughs> I, don't I don't think Pete is an answered prayer. Uh, <laughs> John, thoughts and feelings? I feel bad for the roommate because you, you know those apartments aren't that big. They aren't that big. Oh. No. But they are built pretty thick out here. Yeah. That's, that's the true. good thing. Let's hope, let's hope she had a good one. You know, and, and the uh, when we finally, when we finally get away from Creepy Campbell, um, the last thing we see, Don Draper has a family like that. You know that was in no way known to you as a, as the audience until the very last scene. I know, not only a family but kids, and like a right. proper house and everything. Yeah, a beautiful house, beautiful home, beautiful life that he that even in this first episode he just te- teeters on disaster with. You know. It was a great, I thought it was a great, you know, pilot. It was a really good start. It was an impressive pilot. Like, they really put, they really put the money into it. You, it's, it's fun to see, though, that the office is much different. And I don't know if this is true, but it looks, it totally looks like the building they're filming in when you see, when, when you're looking in Pete Campbell's office, that totally looks like my old building where I used to work. Uh, 747 3rd Avenue totally looks like it right there of course there's a lot of buildings in Manhattan that look like that so I'm probably just making that up in my mind but it kind of does it's not hard to find a 60s kind of yeah anyway (laughs) so on to uh, on to the second episode one thing though at the end of the episode that they they do an a countless number of uh of episodes is that kind of long, thoughtful um, camera draw back from Don. With oh, really yeah. great music playing, mostly. Yeah. Most of the time. Yeah, really poignant. Kind of it's all very it's poignant. End, right? I mean, that's yeah, same way. Show. Yeah. Same way. So then we move on to Ladies' Room. And, that and John, I've got to be yeah. honest with you. I hadn't seen this episode yet. Oh. Yeah. And? I thought it was pretty good. Kate said she didn't, or no, was it you that said that you didn't think much happened in the second episode? No, not not a lot. I mean, all really, all you see in the second episode is that uh, Betty has uh, some kind of devastating neurologic condition. And, uh, <laughs> neurologic conditions that are devastating are hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Always good for a laugh. Oh, and uh, and uh, you know, Peggy's just being um, you know uh, treated like the office snack. And that's, I mean, that's it. That's it. I got to say, though, I mean, maybe you think not a lot uh, happens in this episode. Um, but I think it really helps to set up um, Betty's character. All well, right. just, just the whole, like, husband and wife thing back then, you know? Where, yeah, her whole life. You know, like, she just kind of did whatever he thought was best. And, you know, I love how they talk talk about, you know, psychiatry being just, you know... Like, 
like this year's, I don't know. I can't well, the quote, the, the quote from Don was pretty much, it's just, it's just the, a way for the doctor to say, I don't know what's wrong with you. Yeah. You know, is that true, John? Do you often do that? No. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, I mean, first of all, it's, there's a lot of real stuff as far as psych, psych goes, but with what she's complaining about, you'd be worried about a whole lot more stuff <laughs> than being sad. Well, and this uh, is a whole thing that I find, yeah. I find that we've, we've talked about that they do a lot in this series, is that they'll start a storyline and just kind of be like, well, eh, it wouldn't work and just forget about it. Like her hands. Like that was this I episode. Know. I feel like that's going to come back. Her hands? Oh, what? No. no. Her hands being no. numb? I don't, that's not coming back. No? No, no. Not with Henry Francis. Who makes the viewer numb? You hear me? Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, oh. I was hoping yeah. to do a show without Henry. <laughs> oh, you're right. Um, um, another yeah. thing, an- another thing that um, I missed in this episode that I thought was very important uh, for the series is how uh, Joan really took Peggy under her wing oh, yeah. uh, a little bit, which I, you know, they she talked about, but I hadn't seen because I had missed this episode. Um, she started off that way in episode one. You know, well, yeah, but to, like, to an extent. But it's a whole different thing when you start being like, "Listen, let me uh, let me show you how to play the guys for lunch." Uh-huh. I mean, you know, that's that's different than being like, you know, here's your typewriter. All right. They make this technology simple enough for women to use. I hope so. <laughs> hey, Jones' words, not mine. Little woman brain. Little woman brain. <laughs> Let's see this. She pulls out her, the whole reason they go to lunch is because Peggy pulls out her packed lunch, which makes Joan sad. It makes me sad. I've never seen a banana that black and brown before. Really? Really? You gotta eat those things, John, while they're yellow. Or make banana bread because that's when it's best. Okay. Okay. I think we get a little more of, uh, you know, they start adding more mystery to Don's backstory. Um, they when do. They, when they start off with the dinner with Roger and Mona and, and Betty and Don, um, you know, they ask him something. He says he won't answer it. I thought it was interesting. He's like, you know, I'm like Moses, a baby in a basket. And, uh, you know, we find out that was true. He shows up in a basket. Yep. Yep. So that was kind of neat. Also, this was a big episode for, um, I don't want to say creepy Paul Kinsey because he's not as much creepy as he's just douchey. Douchey Paul Kinsey. He's less creepy without that mustache. The beard, the full-on yeah. beard. The face fuzz. He's still yeah. obnoxious, though. Yeah. I would still go out of my way to avoid him. But you know what? As I was re-watching this, he's the one that tells Peggy that there are women copywriters. Yeah, that's exactly like, right. He's the one that plants the oh. seed. And then he, later pays the price. When he, he lets, uh, you know, he lets her look at his copy. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he actually tells her to take a look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was... Uh, yeah, that you're exactly right. And then after after helping out, uh, tries to give do a little make out in the office. Yeah, you can oh just put God. that sofa up against that door. Nobody. I know. Now, John, you being a doctor, yes. have you tried these moves? Which one? The whole coming in my office. We can slide the couch in front of the door. <laughs> Don't be afraid. No, man, that's a felony. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another. Yeah, really. Uh, it depends what state you're in. If Kate. it's a patient. <laughs> well, I mean, they're clean. Anyway. Oh. I love how her daughters, uh, you know, they're having a little chat, Betty and her friend, Francine. Is that it? I think it is Francine, yeah. 
and, uh, you know, smoking and drinking and whatnot, uh, middle of the day, and then, oh, smoking and pregnant, <laughs> and, and drink in the middle, okay. Uh, and then little Sally and what's his name come in there and Sally has like a plastic bag over her head. And the only thing Betty has to say is that she hopes the dry cleaning isn't on the floor upstairs in the closet. That was great. I love that. I love to see these like little things because it's totally like what happened back in the day. Like nobody made their, you know, their seatbelts, were you seatbelts even invented? Seatbelts even oh. in cars? Well, they were in cars, but they weren't mandatory. Yeah. Yeah. Nader. <laughs> drinking and driving was bad. It's not a problem, John. It's not. It wasn't a law. Cricket. Uh, and so no. So so then in this episode we see. Um, and I I gotta say I think I think this might be Don's hottest infidelity. The uh, the the woman from the village. Am I right? Yeah. Can I get a uh, Can I get a consensus on that, John? No, not at all. <laughs> well, who's who's yours favorite Don infidelity? The most attractive, most hottest. The one from California. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong, and you're right. Oh, that was just creepy, though. She was hot, though. She was gorgeous. She was on a on a scale from one to hot. She was pretty but hot. But her dad was there. That's true, and that was creepy. But that doesn't make her not hot. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Don pass out like sunstroke or something? Didn't he have some kind of like? Guys, can we talk about that when we get there? Oh, sorry. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Thank Let's you. stay on track. Focus. I think, I think what this episode also showed is, you know, kind of the, uh, the lack of that marriage relationship because Betty has her driving accident like while Don is with his, his mistress. I think, did he say it? her name's like uh, Yidget? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, people, we don't have her. I know you get on us for this, but it, it's the girl from the, from the village who's hot. Anyways, so he's with wears her. wears wigs. You know, when she gets in the accident and she goes to the hospital and, uh, you know, he comes in, the first thing he says is a lie. He's like, sorry, we had to pull Freddie Robinson out of the restaurant drunk. That could have been true, though. But we all know Freddie Robinson. Yes. He's a pants peer. <laughs> Moving on. Um, but, yeah, this is, this is where they talk about, you know, maybe getting her to the psychiatrist. Um, and I thought that was a great scene when they're in bed. And, you know, he always says, I think... Or he says, I think, uh, I always thought psychiatry patients were people that were unhappy. How can, uh, you know, I look at all this, how can, how can you be unhappy? You know? And she goes, of course I'm happy, and, and says it in the most unhappy way. Yeah, if it wasn't for those damn kids. <laughs> Maybe. And, and her, her terrible, gossipy friend. Yeah, her friends are horrible. Yeah. Living outside the city. Yeah, she's, she's too young to be out there in the burbs just hanging out by herself. Yeah, it works no, out for Don, though. Does it? Towards the end of the show, when when she um, she gets her doctor's appointment and they go out for dinner afterwards, she's all dressed up. They're in a nice restaurant. You know, she grabs her hand. She's like, "This is nice." You know, that's what she wants. Mm -hmm. That's what she wanted. They have the weirdest conversation at dinner. They they don't have good it's conversation. Just so yeah. strange. You know what was also? They haven't done this again. Where Don, uh, uh, when he does this is this is awful. This is this is, makes me not like Don as much. Because he takes her into the city to see the doctor, and while she's seeing the doctor, he goes and see the he goes and see the village girl. Right, and then she that's actually, not cool. Then she lectures him from a moral standpoint. Yes, yeah. he mentions it, and she's like, "No, don't." You know that makes me feel bad. Makes me feel like a bad person. And Don's yeah. like, "Why? Yeah. What? Yeah, you're an but, ass." 
you know, and, and they were able to work in another good um, little sales thing with the uh, aerosol can. Yes, the Gillette, uh, the Gil, uh, the Safeguard Gillette uh, right. campaign. Right guard, right guard. It was right guard. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, and I, I like, and it's like that was when they really did a. That was a good example of really great um, creative direction and campaign ad campaign thinking. Because it's not like the guys were going in a um, in a bad direction with the whole like rocket and space idea, but Don called out the fact that rockets make people think of missiles. Like he was very logically, you know, uh, critiqued what their work was and made a great point. Well, he he also approached it from the just from a sales standpoint. Who's buying the product exactly as opposed to what's cool? Hmm. Totally agree. Totally agree. I wish they'd do a little bit more of that. So then, um, like we said, the episode ends with uh, with Peggy just about losing it because after Paul Kinsey tries to um, molest her. so funny. That was so funny with the interaction funny. with her and Joan. What does Joan say? I forget. Joan, Joan says, I don't know you that well. But let me give you a little advice. You're not much. So <laughs> that's right. Enjoy this. Yes. I mean, and let's be honest. I think Joan's, Joan's right. I, I really, I, I don't, I don't see why all these guys are after Peggy. You know. She's new. She's exciting in the office. Yeah, world. but there's other girls in the office who are cuter. Exactly. There, there are, but they've there's been other there girls longer. on the street who are cuter. There's yeah. other girls on the subway. I don't understand. Anyway. Everywhere. Did you like that little like musical montage where all the guys are walking back and forth in front of Peggy? Yes. Yes. The slow-mo, that yeah, that was nice. Even, even Sal gave the whole, uh, well, <laughs> I just I should probably look at her. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was, that's what's so funny now that we know is looking back, you know, not, not to jump all the way back, but in episode one, Sal makes that comment, uh, you know, you're telling me that there's people living one way and secretly thinking something else? I don't believe it. Well, no, and I don't know. I mean, I think we all knew from episode one um, that Sal preferred boys. I didn't. No, come mm, on. You did. Come I, on. I did. I... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for trying, though, John. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so then the episode kind of ends with them out of dinner. And, uh, and Don, and this is really weird. I don't quite understand it. Why does Don have this relationship with her psychiatrist? He wants to know what she's saying. But w- would a psychiatrist do that? No, uh, I mean he can. You can lose your license. It's illegal. I don't or at know. least it is now. I just, I just think it's strange. I mean, it doesn't seem like Don would even care. Well, what would he get from her? Yeah, I what mean, is he going to get? Obviously, we this? know Betty is a fairly shallow person. I mean. You know, there's not a whole lot of complex levels to her inner psyche. I wouldn't think that, you know, I mean, obviously she's not cheating on him or doing anything awful behind his back. So I don't see, I don't get it. He doesn't doesn't know that. He's, you know, because he's away from her so much. Cheating on her constantly. (laughs) That's true. He couldn't possibly do it. Marriage of Figaro. This is the third episode. So it's, uh, now John told me that this is uh, on the DVD. Uh, this would be the, uh, th- how we're doing this in case you haven't caught on or you haven't listened to what we're saying. Uh, we're doing the, the DVDs as they go. So there's three episodes for DVD, John? Uh, well, 
three episodes and then one DVD with four. Right. Yeah. So that's how we're trying to do these three episodes, or the, the, the DVDs, so that you can follow along and watch with us. That's fun for everybody. Say it like sorry. you mean it. Say it. I'm, ca- I'm catching your sarcasm, Kate. Sorry, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> but this, I mean, this one starts out great because we we get to hear for the first time of, you know, that Don has another name. I mean, it's very confusing when you think about it. It is. Because like, we have no idea, and uh, so Larry Larry Prasinski. Uh, Look at you. Yeah. Look at you. Just kind of walks by him on the train and, you know, calls him Dick Whitman. Starts talking about the Army and some guy that nearly blew his jaw off. And, you know, Don's just in a fog. Uh, I mean, he really looks out of it, you know, when, when this is going on. Which is strange. Like, he, 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 tends to, he tends to act in disbelief that he would encounter anyone from his past. Yeah. And, I mean, maybe so. Like, he's moved away, you know, so maybe... There's no Facebook. Yeah, there's no Facebook. The chances are slim. He 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 hadn't lived in New York. He didn't grow up in New York, correct? No, no, he was on a farm. Yeah, so there's farms in New York, John. Just to be clear, uh, it's a, a it's a state. It's a state. A it's a state. Okay, uh, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, no, it would throw it would throw you off. But at the same time, I mean, I guess he's always trying to decide whether to. Whether to say, yeah, I'm Dick, or not. Mm, no. You know, he's always trying to make that call in his head, like, should I, should I act like I'm not him? Or you should mean, I go ahead and play You mean with this guy? With anyone. With, with, he's Don Draper with everyone else. No, 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 but, you know, it's like, sh- should he let anyone... It, yeah. All right. You lost me. I'm lost. I lost myself. <laughs> but it was, you know, it was great because we get this weird flash and then it's right back to the ad world where they're talking about the uh, VW. Yes. I mean, that was that fun. Was that was That was fun. Um, what I thought was interesting here was, and I don't know if they would have done this in these later episodes, in the later episodes, where um, they didn't have Don jump on this as being... A revolution as being revolutionary. When he reads the ad, when, when he's when they're talking about the ad, Don is very much like this doesn't work and this is stupid. Um, no, no. Well, at that. the end, at the end, he says, "Well, we have been talking about this for the last half an hour." No, no, no. Because he was saying, you know, uh, what's his name? Crane uh, said how the previous ad was, um, you know, think small, mm-hmm. and and Don says, you know, it must be working for him to keep going back to the well. Well, no, he's but he says that in a very, you know, well, it must be working for him. Like he right. doesn't I all I'm saying is that I don't he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't uh, embrace it. He doesn't embrace this as being revolutionary. Right. Which which it was. So I think it it it, it kinda it takes a it takes a little edge off his supposed ad genius for me. Well plus he, I mean he's gotta be a little bit you know, on edge. Somebody just called him out from his past and he's supposed to be doing ads for a laxative. Not a good morning. <laughs> true. This is true. And of course, his team had nothing. No, no, not at all. As usual. So uh, this is uh, the first episode that Rapey Pete Campbell is back. And he goes up to Peggy and is kind of like, listen, it was my bachelor night. I wanted to sleep with someone who I had met at the office. 
Let's just forget things and try to move on. And Peggy says okay. Peggy, well, what what is she gonna say? No, 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 no. Yeah, she could say that. She could. I guess. Well, haven't you ever but seen that cheaters? wasn't the kind of thing that you did back in these days? I feel like. Oh, I think right. people were crazy back then. Although this this was after they they filled Pete's office with Chinamen. Is that correct? Is that the correct term, John? After being to China. <laughs> I'm just quoting though. Oh, are you quoting quote unquote Chinaman? Yeah. Yeah. Why did they do that? Just to be funny. Just to mess with them? Yeah. Well, well, I thought it was great because, you know, Peggy tells Don that they put Chinaman in the office and Don goes, great, somebody will finally be working in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. They make it. Oh, this was good. Uh, You know, Don, Don really hates Pete Campbell at the beginning of the series. And I don't think he really grows to like him. Well, he, I guess, no, he does by the end of season three. Um, well, but to appreciate his his work. Such okay. such an awkward uh, situation where um, Pete's like, hey, you know, uh, oh, he's like, oh, I guess I should ask you how the honeymoon was. He's like, it was great. He's like, hey, you know, well, maybe we could take the wives out to dinner sometime. And Don's just opening folders and almost completely ignoring it and being like, yeah, maybe we should. Like totally just like shut down. I don't see Don going out to dinner with anybody except Roger. No. We only yeah. see that like twice, maybe. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, a few times. Because they go out for drinks, too. But yeah, taking the wives. Yeah. Out. I don't know. Wait, now, is this the... Wait, or was that the last... Oh, the ladies' room was the last episode. Can I go back to something real quick? Yeah. Mona and Peggy at the mirror putting on the lipstick. Is that weird? Uh, well, no. So they go to the ladies' room, they're putting on lipstick, and, like, Betty can't open her lipstick. She's like, oh, I'm all thumbs, could you put my lipstick... Mona lips- and Peggy? I'm sorry, Betty. Betty? Betty, oh, okay. I'm sorry. Mona and Betty, and uh, she's like, oh, I'm all thumbs, I can't open my lipstick. And she's like, could you just put it on for me? And she's like, okay. Weird. It's weird. Yeah, it's a little weird. I just And she's like, oh, yeah, you know, my mom just died. And Mona just looks at her. It was a very strange exchange. I agree. Moving on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm glad we jumped back She's looking for a mother that. figure, and Mona's closest thing she ah. has to that. She's putting on her lip. I don't know. That's a reach. That's a big old reach. But anyways, the, the, this episode, the third one, gets more into the Rachel Mankin storyline. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was fantastic. She... She calls out all the guys for not actually having been to the store, which was fantastic. That's harsh. Um, and they all lie like complete douches. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, and then Don, you know, Don heads over to the store. Um, they hang out. They make out. I mean, was that weird? Was that weird? Was that weird? Yes, that was weird. Wait, do they where, where do they make out on the roof? They go up on the roof, they meet the dogs, and then the dogs. straight on to making out. I'm just saying, listen, Rachel Mankin, not on my top five. But she's somebody that he has to try for a little bit. So to him... I don't know if he has to try for her sexy. too much. It's the fact that she's powerful, I think that is sexy. Well, it's a challenge. Yeah, I really don't think it's the power thing. I think it's just more a challenge. You see, I completely disagree. I don't think it was a challenge at all. She was all over his business the whole time. Like, the whole when, the, time. when the cufflink fell out on the table, 
and she gave she shot him a look, and then downstairs where she like gets some new cufflinks. No, no, she, no. But he st- he started showing interest, you know, back in the the last episode where he had to take her to dinner to make up for being an ass in the meeting, and you know he's like, oh, you know, you you're somebody that likes business, you know, that doesn't want the what's supposed to be the norm, you know. I think that that was the challenge for him. I disagree. I think he would just he was he was I mean he was just laying on the Don Draper moves, flirting with her. And I think the only he was genuinely interested in her. I think the only thing that's really attractive about her is that she's very smart. And she's a very put together woman. I mean, she's a she's a cute girl. I I I disagree. I am not attracted to 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 Mencken at all. She's on. How do you feel about Mencken, Kate? I don't think she's that bad. No. No. Given the time and the place. (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> anytime, anytime, <laughs> anytime, any place, any place. Um, of course, you know Don goes from making out with Mankin to you know wishing uh, his eight-year-old daughter a happy birthday. Yeah, uh, that's Sally Draper, who is uh, just unlikable. But at least she made the cut. Whereas poor Bobby, if you notice, <laughs> this is this is a different Bobby from. And you know, I think the I think they had to do it. You know, when you look at him, this this kid had no idea what was going on. You know, he was... He was he's staring. like five, man. <laughs> no, but so is the other kid, and he's doing a better job. Go, cut him some slack. That's what I love about him, the fact that he's completely clueless. He really is. Like, I think in the first three episodes, Bobby has, like, one word, and all it is is to yell out, Daddy. Like, <laughs> he's five years old, John. They, they, there's better five-year-old actors. I'm I'm feeling you're being overly harsh on the kid. I liked the first Bobby. You did. He was a better Bobby. He looked like a kid named Bobby. Moving on. So Don, it's Sally's birthday. Don has to put together, get up, and put together a playhouse. He gets completely trashed putting this playhouse together. That was so funny. Do you blame him? Not at all. I'd be going back from the fourth from the fridge too if I had to put a playhouse I together. Know. I might get tired though if I didn't have a pop top. Oh, I, well, not only would I get tired from not having a pop top, I would. Get tired from just drinking all that beer. I'd be passed out in the playhouse before the door was on. You kidding me? And that's like just him getting warmed up. That's before the mint juleps. Oh, my God. He has taken down the booze the whole party. And may I say, uh, you know, we all know what happens here. Uh, they have a, a party for um, for Sally. And it's really, I mean, really, you follow the adults through all this. And Don is straight up not liking anybody. He has, no, there's no common ground with any of the other guys. All the other women are just horrible people. They really are. And uh, he's just looking for an escape route the whole time. He tries to find it through a, through a bottle, <laughs> drinking enough booze to put down an elephant or a horse, um, and then uh, ends up uh, going to get the birthday cake, which I, I don't know why you wait till the last minute to get a cake. I don't... Is that how they did it back then? I mean, I don't know. Last minute cake, Ron. Well, no, they, they had the cake. He just needed to pick it up at the store. Well, yeah, he did pick it up. But anyway, uh, he goes to pick it up, and he drives home, and he's like, I, he's thinking to himself, I can't go back in there. I, I, and I mean, honestly, dick move. That's a Dick Whitman move. But, nice. Uh, <laughs> thank you. Nice. Uh, but at the same time, you almost can't blame him. Yeah. No, it, was, it, was, it was tough. Now, what did you guys think of the introduction of this uh, Helen Bishop character? 
Oh, I like Helen Bishop. She seems a little sassy. That's why I like her. Okay. Well, like I really anybody like, I, who's not like Betty or Francine. Yeah. I really like how, uh, you know, she just kicked Carlton in the balls there. At oh, the, she really nailed yeah. Carlton. That was, that was fantastic. Oh, man. And he was scared. He was. He was straight up frightened. That was good. It was good stuff. Um, but then those women really put it to her. They put the screws to her. And she took it okay. Yeah, she did a good job with it. I just would have been like, F you guys, I'm out of here. Well, no, I mean, she's the new one to the neighborhood. She wants to try and be friendly with them. I wouldn't. And they're all getting on her for walking? Hey, we see you walking around the neighborhood. Oh, that was so the, yeah. the one girl said, uh, you know, I saw you walking too. I drove by. I think I waved. Like, really? Yeah, I don't know. You don't, you did, did you or didn't you? Um, yeah, no, I bad people. She's, she's an interesting character, but uh, you know, I, I don't think they do a lot with her coming up. A little bit, but not a lot. Yeah, indeed. Well, there's, isn't she the one that has Glenn? Yeah. Yes. Creepy Glenn, too. Creepy Glenn. Creepy little kid. Like, he doesn't move his arms when he walks. He could be a murderer. Or Pete's love child from like, okay. someone, somebody else. Somebody else. Some other horrible, tricky woman. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Helen helps out after all of that crap and goes and gets a, a Sarah Lee frozen cake to try and save the day because Don's not showing up. Which are delicious. Those Sarah Lee frozen cakes, apparently. Uh, one other thing that I thought was uh, kind of nice or kind of kind of a kind of an interesting little uh, 50s take was, you know, she had Don filming with his little eight millimeter camera and um, he kind of he kind of catches the tail end of um, of that exchange where uh, what was her name again? Helen Bishop. Helen Bishop, Helen Bishop uh, is taken down. Carlton. Carlton. Thank you, John. God, he's um, and you know, as he films, they kind of turn around and wave, all happy. And it's 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 this thing since those films were silent. You know, there there's so much, there's so many other things happening. You know, than what you see on that film. Man, no, I, every comment I have just ends in crickets. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what I, I didn't get though is, is he's walking around with the film. And he, <laughs> he goes he goes into a room and he he, he films the, the couple. Just kissing. Yeah. And it's like, and they were, you know, I've watched the show a couple times. They were together. You know, it's not like this, they were sneaking off and one was, the guy was with somebody else. You know, no, they were together when they got there. And they were just sharing a nice little kiss. I like, And it seemed like that was the moment that really sent him over the edge. The I think they, it's because he saw, that those were, that was the only couple that was actually happy. Because he wasn't hanging out with the guys and she wasn't hanging out with all the women. They were hanging out together. And I think to him, he was like, you know, that's what I should be, that's what I should be doing. And here I am hating what I'm doing. And that's what tipped it. Because, yeah, I mean, just the way they shot that scene, and it was right after that, he walks outside, uh, and then he gets sent out away for the cake, and that's it. He disappears for hours. And I commonly drive to... Um, Sit under a bridge and smoke for four hours. By a train track. By a train track. If you're going to hang out alone, I recommend that. 
<laughs> Thank you for laughing. Uh, and then the and then the episode ends with uh, Don bringing back the uh, puppy, uh, looking like a hero to the kids. Obviously, brilliant oh, yeah. really move. Well, it's not even a puppy; it's a full-on dog. Even and, even uh, smarter. And uh, Peggy's angry because you know. Betty. Betty. I am. Ah, <laughs> uh, are you guys gonna fire me? No, no, you're under contract. <laughs> yes. But we can't buy you out. Uh, I wish you could. Uh, but he's still clearly kind of drunk. Because he's kind of yeah. just laying there on the floor like, Happy birthday, kids. Here's a dog. <laughs> I found him under the bridge next to the train tracks. <laughs> and I'm still drunk. High fives all around. But So that's, that's, where, that's where we end up. I mean, I think it's a great start. It was really fun to go back and watch this, knowing you know, knowing what we know after the third season. Indeed, indeed, the characters are finding their place. Everybody's getting set up. It's uh, it's 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 fun to watch again. I can't wait. In like two years, like a whole another season starts. I'm so excited. That was negative. <laughs> that was a negative comment. Well, I think this is fun. I mean, we'll see if anybody even listens to the show but uh you know if we get a couple a couple of comments or emails about the uh you know the the three episode update and how it went that's uh, that's right everybody don't forget uh we've we've got the website uh madmenrecap.com so please go and comment uh you can email us it goes to me and john and we forward it to kate when necessary um at uh, madmenrecap.com i think staff is it staff at madmenrecap.com it is. I believe it is. It's staff at madmanrecap.com. Uh, of course, we have our Twitter, uh, which is Madman Recap. And then we have our Facebook fan page, which is Madman Recap. Um, we're also trying to figure out this Google Voice um, or any other type of um, voicemail system. Because if you'd like to call in and tell us uh, what parts we missed that you're a little peeved about, we will play it back on the show and, and discuss complimentary. it. complimentary. Oh, right. Well, complimentary, obviously. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, it's hard because we, we're trying to keep the show to around 45 minutes, which we did tonight. Um, but that's three episodes we had to had to get through. So we missed some stuff. So if there's a favorite part that you had that we missed, call on up or send us an email. We'll read it um, on the air, on the Intertron. <laughs> we'll read it over the Intertron um, to you, and uh, we'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, let's end this. Uh, let's end this. Let's end this episode before something happens. Can I send you a message in a bottle? That yes, you can also way. you can also throw um, any other comments in the okay. Atlantic Ocean. Correspondence. Um, course, uh, you Madman just you, if you take a a, a Coke two liter bottle, rip off the label, write Mad Men recap on it, toss it in the ocean. That comes right to me. Okay. Yeah, right here at the right here at the apartment. Right out here on the It floats right up canal. to our door. Yeah, the Guanas nice. Canal. It's stinky. Anyway, John, I'm sorry. No problem. You tried hard today, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I'm exhausted, John. Next week, are you coming back? I'll be here. All right. We'll talk to you then, pal. All right, take care. Have a good week. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.